What's up, guys? We are back. This is The Real Deal with Casey and Jason, where we... Casey and Jason and Jason today. Where <laughs> and we talk, Aaron. And Aaron. <laughs> where we talk real life, real experiences, and just occasionally we talk about real estate. But uh, we're back in the studio, the new studio, and we got some guests here. Um, this one's been a long time coming, I feel like. Yes. Yeah. Getting getting yeah. my boy Yates on here. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but he did put a put a buzzer on me, so if, if I jump up out of my chair, it's because he buzzed me to the stop old, talking. Yeah. The, old ball, the old ball coach. <laughs> yeah. The old ball coach. The old ball coach. The original Isn't that Steve, coach, right? Steve Spurrier? Yeah. Is that who that yeah. is? Yeah, so uh, Jason Yates, to everyone who doesn't know, which I'm pretty sure if you're listening, you probably do know him, but he was our high school baseball coach mm-hmm. decades ago. Long time was ago. It? It was, it Long time yeah, ago. Yeah, it was. And he actually cost Bo Manor a state title <laughs> in 2006. <laughs> oh, here we go. I would love to hear about here that. Here we go. Here he we likes go. to blame it on me, but uh, I think <laughs> there's a lot of people you could blame. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. yeah, you got a part in that, too. I did have yeah. a part in that. Yeah. But uh, so we, awesome. we got these guys here today to, uh, we're going to just chop it up a little bit, talk about what you guys have going on, too, with uh, the Bro Baseball League and pop kind culture. of like how that came about, talk about pop culture. So, I mean, why don't you guys get into it? Just kind of give us an intro on what you're doing there, how it came about, and, uh, you know, what the mission is with it. You are with the Bro Baseball League to start with? Well, yeah, yeah, we can start with the Whatever Bro Baseball you guys League. Do. I, yeah. um, so, it's crazy. So, you know, Casey and these guys know this. Uh, Jason knows this. Um, I literally want to get involved doing something different with baseball for a while now. Mm-hmm. Just never really had the time and it's funny because i followed aaron on social media and he's just doing things and i'm like man this guy is awesome like he is great doing everything yeah he's doing he's doing what i want to do you know so um i just kind of had a couple you know baseball ideas um being a baseball fan and a baseball you know Enthusiast an, like an Astros fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Astros. So I'm a baseball fan first. <laughs> baseball. So Nolan Ryan. That's why. That's why I'm an Astros fan. But uh, but I just reached out to uh, I reached out to Aaron. And just kind of told him my ideas of what you know what I would love to do. I help out. Um, I know he was the right guy to do it because I know his uh, influence in the community is great. Um, he's got a good name. Obviously, when you partner up with anybody, you want to be associated with the right people, right? So, you know, people love Aaron. The community, you know, backs him. They're, they're all for helping him out. Um, so I just kind of reached out to him and said, hey, man, I got this cool idea for baseball and getting kids better at baseball. And, and, you know, I love, you know, you guys know this. I love baseball. I love teaching baseball. I love being around baseball. So it was kind of, um, you know, it was kind of a perfect fit. And I just kind of reached out to him. And honestly, he's done a lot, you know, most of the legwork on it. And we're about ready to get started here soon because he already had bro baseball and pops culture, which is very entrenched uh, in the community in Cecil County, um, Hartford County out that way. So, um, and you can kind of. Well, it's kind of random too how, like, then, like, I just randomly walked in Starbucks one day and you happened to be sitting in your office. He's like in your office. Yeah, 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 Yeah. that's what he calls it, his office. And so I walked in there and there he was. And, I, and so I went over and said hi. And we got talking. He told me this. Like we he, we talked plenty of times over social media, and almost like I think we were supposed to do this podcast last week or the week before. Yep. But me being me, I'm my own secretary, and I'm terrible at being a secretary. So <laughs> my schedule is everything is just terrible. So I walked into that Starbucks, and we got talking. And he gave me this. He said he's like, you ever do that thing where it's four versus four versus four? What do you think about turning it into a league? I'm like. Yeah, let's do it. That's genius. <laughs> and then me being me, I don't really wait for anything. I hit the ground running, which sometimes can be dangerous if you ever jumped out of a car while it's moving and try to run, like you usually fall on your face. Thankfully, I haven't fell on my face yet. Yeah. But um, I just took it and started going and just started, like, I put together, like, helmet sticker program and, like, award programs and way to really help these kids feel like stars. 
And then I sent everything I did to Jason. I sent it to Tom Eller, who used to – he coaches Hartford Community yeah, College. Tommy. Yeah, Yeah, so he um, sent it to every baseball mind I knew, and they were like, this is a great idea. How can I get – like, everyone wanted to get involved. So then we just started going and going, and then um, we did um, – we've done three scrimmages so far, and everybody loves it. Like, it's, it blows my mind just how much these people are into these ideas and, like, it's 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 really just incredible to see like it's like I'm glad Jason like it's it's what really impressed me the most is like I respect Jason highly like I would never tell him that but um when he came like he sent me this text message and it was something along the lines he's like I am envious of your life he's like you do so much of the things that I just want to do and I'm so fortunate to be able to do what I do like I had two liver transplants so like I can't work a normal job because like tomorrow I might not be able to get out of bed. Like some days are just like that for me. Yeah. Thankfully, knock on wood, you know, I've been healthy for three years. Actually, what's today? 24. Yeah, we're closing in on my liver anniversary. <laughs> um, so it's so I just like I get to do everything I want to do. So like everyone's like, oh, poor Aaron, you had to go through this, this, this. I'm like, oh, no, chill out. Don't give me any sympathy. Yeah. I'm blessed. Like right. I'm the luckiest person in the world that I got sick because it gave me perspective. Yep. And it allows me to literally live the life I want. Like I live the life like I'm a millionaire. I'm broke as hell. I don't know if I can say hell. <laughs> Hell's not yes, that bad. You're they good. say hell on Nickelodeon. Yeah, you're good. Um, so I li- like literally. I mean, I just do baseball all day. I do basketball when the kids want to. I play with kids all day. Like I just, I, I literally could do whatever I want. Like if I want to go fishing and not do any baseball stuff, I'm going fishing and doing baseball <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like I, like I just love life, and it's because like it took you know being on the brink of death. Like I pretty much had everything but my head in the grave, but it gave me perspective, and so here we are. And yeah, started and, the whole baseball. And I definitely league. want to hear more about that for sure. Um, I don't understand the four by four by four thing. So do you remember when we were? Playing when I was coaching you guys, yeah, we'd break up into small groups, right? So we'd okay. break up into small groups. We got one group hitting, you know, one group in the field, this group in the field, and, gotcha. and then what I would did with four groups years ago, uh, depending on the numbers. With, with high school, we always carried sixteen people, so we had four groups of four. I'd have one group like hitting BP, getting uh-huh. ready to come in and hit. Well, what I started doing with with some of my kids' uh, little league teams, and we travel ball, and now his high school team at Tri-State. I'd break the kids up into even three teams. One mm-hmm. team's hitting, two teams are in the field, and we rotate. Gotcha. And what it does is, I'm pitching, so we're just going, we're flying by faster. Kids, kids are teeing off. Kids yeah. are getting, <laughs> I'm getting road balls. Like, 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 hey, I'm the a natural fence. BP pitcher, right? So, so you know, and, and the kids are getting live, you know, they're getting live speed in the field, yeah. right? And I'm throwing BP, so they're getting swings, and they're playing everything live, so they're running the bases, gotcha. right? So it was just a great, you know, great way to do it. And one of the fault, you know, one of the drawbacks nowadays that kids have with baseball, and you see it all the time, it's too many kids standing around, yeah. right? And it drives me insane when I see little league coaches hitting ground balls to 10 kids in a line right like that stuff right there just drives me insane and then you wonder why kids are quitting baseball to go play basketball or football right because it's just more there's more stimulus there yeah so you know what the what the bro baseball league does is just hot it's a faster paced game you got four kids hitting and i'm throwing and i'm throwing mostly strikes right um i mean it's it's mostly strikes right and then we're and then we're switching and it, it you know even at the high school level 
you know, when I was coaching this past year at Tri-State, the kids every day are like, hey, can we scrimmage today? Can we scrimmage today? Yeah. And then I would put, you know, I'd put some, you know, I'd make sure I'd rearrange the teams, right? Um, but, you know, it's just kind of one of the things that I've done over the years. Gotcha. And it's especially good, you know, with, um, you know, me being entrenched in travel ball the last couple of years, I saved my arms. So the pitchers are not pitching. So yeah. I'm, I'm throwing, but the pitchers aren't pitching. So, right. you know, now eventually we'll get into something maybe where some of the kids are throwing and stuff like that just to get them some experience on the mound. But right now it's just more of a faster paced game because okay. you, you guys know inner squats inner squats could take forever and yeah. there's not a lot of action going on you yeah. got people standing around this is just a better way to practice the game and get the game especially for the younger you know the younger so we've done this three or four scrimmages and like statistically kids are getting 10 quality ab's in a game um we've been playing with the older division um we do we play everything like there's one out mm. and we put a runner on first so even when there's two outs, they play it like there's one. So a ground ball to short, they're still working on rolling two. So like they're getting like every inning, there's an opportunity to turn two multiple times. Like they're getting game quality reps at a high clip in a short amount of time. I mean, we get five innings in an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and I mean, these parents love it. Like and that's pro- like when you do things with kids, it does like. That's who you got to please because they're yeah. the ones who sign the checks. Well, and, and, and reps, man. Reps yeah. is, I mean, that's just life in general. Game that's speed. just, yeah. yeah. Game speed. I mean, well, as many reps well, as you can get. My best friend played at Coastal Carolina when he come back, and I was asking him a question years ago just to kind of get the feel of, you know, what he's what he sees at that type of level. And he's like, everything we did was game speed. Yeah. He's like, you know I mean? There was no rolling bait, you know, because you know how the beginning of the year is where we're rolling balls at each other and all this stuff, which is fine for the younger ones, but eventually you want to get into those game speed reps. And sure. that's probably another biggest element of it too is like, I don't know how much you watch of like baseball at a younger level. Like the IQ is low, but they don't, no one has time to really practice IQ things. And like, so with pro baseball, we know when there's a teaching moment, we always take advantage of the teaching moment because we're not yep. worried about the wins and losses. We're worried about elevating them so they can have a dominant spring. Mm-hmm. And so what I've noticed is, like, just taking the time to, like, coach mid-game, and that's, like, the beauty of it, too, is, like, with the network that I've created through Pops, like, I have the, all these college players when they're home or around, like, especially with Cecil College being right there, they want to be out there and involved. And right. they don't want anything in return but, you know, feed them every now and then. Yeah. And it's just it, – it, and so we're creating – such a like network so now these kids are meeting college baseball players then in this world they, they find their snapchat so now they're in constant communication and i really coach these college boys up to say hey, man look like you are their role model mm-hmm. take that seriously ask them about their grades teach them to not just compete on the field you got to compete in the classroom and i tell all these kids every day i'm like hey c's and d's will get you a degree but a's and b's are going to get you a scholarship like if you like you really want to be him like you're posting on your Instagram, mm-hmm. you needed to be him in the classroom too, and yeah. it's it, it, they, they buy into. I don't know why, but they really buy into the things that come Absolutely. out of my mouth because yep. that's what cost me every opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget the like I called Tom Izzo. I had him on the phone back in high school, and he's like, "Hey, man, your all your tapes look great. You know, I don't know if you're really ready for this level, but you got you got what it takes. What are your grades like? Oh, it's like you know, I kind of screwed up. I got a one point nine, but." <laughs> and that was the last time I heard from a legitimate college coach, yep. wow. and I went the JUCO route, which I love and I appreciate. I don't regret any decision that I made yeah. or the mistakes I made because it's allowed me to do what I do. I literally can walk these kids through the process, and every step that I took wrong, I can just push them. Like, no, you don't want to step there. So they're avoiding all these little booby traps and stuff. Oh, for sure. And in today's world, it's such a fast pace. you got to be able to think on the fly and make adjustments on the fly and, like, no disrespect to a lot of parents around here, like they just haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't done it, you don't know how to do it. 
Yeah. But yep. with what we can offer them, because, you know, Jason's been there, done that, and a couple other people in our program, we're guiding these kids in the way they need to go. So they're just, like, a lot of kids are lost right now. But with us, like, we can help them through Pops and with this bro stuff. I yeah. think I'm different than Aaron. I regret a lot of things I've done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say There's I a lot of regrets it, but on there. They have earned a time machine. I'm going yeah. right back to probably exactly. 1999. Yeah. <laughs> what you were talking about is one of, one of me and Casey's favorite sayings is, like, how you do anything is what? How you I do, do everything, everything, right? Yep. So, like, you, I tell my son all the time, he's 16, and I tell the kids that I'm coaching, like, you, like if you want to be, like, a, you know, a great baseball player, it's not just about the field stuff. Like, you got to be in the classroom, in the grades. You can't have a dirty room, and, you know what I mean, little things like that will affect other parts of your life. <laughs> oh, so, absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? So, you got to have you, – you got to work on everything, all aspects of your life. Yeah. So, it's very important. So Yeah. I like the um, – what you guys said about putting them in real life game situations, because that's the one thing you can, you can do it in practice, but like <clears throat> practicing, you know, double cuts and practicing double plays and infield flies and, you know, all these different things, you can practice it. But then when it happens in game speed, oh yeah, you don't oh, always yeah. like reflect to that immediately. Yep. So putting them in that position well, numerous you, times. You, and you know this from playing, uh, you know, D1 in college and a lot of times the inner squads, you know, you set up a situation where you got two runners on with one one out, and you start the inning that way yep. a lot of times because mm-hmm. they want to get you used to playing and you know being prepared in those situations. So that's what you know. Doing I like that, that. Does. especially with the yep. practice. Like it's easy to make a play with no pressure, but pressure's a privilege, and you know you got to earn it. And by doing these, like essentially, we're practicing. They don't know that because yep. it's competitive. Yeah. Yep. So we're creating the anxiety aspect by doing it so they're catching and making these plays with a little bit of heat on them so then when it comes like when it really starts to matter when they're playing in high school games or you know whether it's little league all-stars or travel ball championship games you know they're ready they're cool as a cucumber when when everyone else is shaking in their boots because they're, they're made for it they, yeah, they practice it. it you gotta expose yourself to situations and work through it and that's for and probably what it matters to me the most is because that's life too so many yeah. people yeah. avoid we've used this word trauma for everything Life is trauma. Mm-hmm. You got to learn how to deal with it, or you're going to be stuck in your basement, just you know, shaking away and like scared of the world. You can't do that if you really want to be successful. Like for me, it's like with my transplants, my first transplant, I didn't want to deal with anything. I let the trauma get the best of me. It almost cost me everything that I care about. Second time around, God said, "Aaron, you're not screwing this one up. I'm going to talk to you face to face." And He talked to me, and now like. When things hit the fan, like, I'm ready to be in the room because I know, like, I'm ready to face all my traumas, my anxieties, my depressions. I don't run from it. I run to it. Yeah. And I use the analogy for the buffalo in the storm, you know, like cows and other animals in the storm. You know, they walk with the storm because they're trying to avoid it and outrun it. You're not outrunning any storm. Turn and face it and watch how much faster you get through it. And that's what we apply to everything. Like, face whatever you got going on. Yeah, avoidance like, is a big it. problem, man. Yeah, and, that's, and, they, and yeah, we, uh, not we, because I would never... A lot of systems in our area, let they just make it really easy for these kids to have excuses. And, like, I get COVID sucked, and it really sucked for these kids, but it happened. We can't use it as a crutch or an excuse. Oh, well, so-and-so can't do this because COVID really messed them up, or he's got this. Great. We all do. Face yeah. it. And it's harsh. But if you really care about someone, you hold them accountable. And that's what we've really gotten away from, and that's what I do with bro and pops and everything. Like, accountability's Accountables matter. Or accountability. Sorry, the English language is tough sometimes. <laughs> but it, it matters, and that's what oh, we've gotten yeah. away from. So that's like, I, I'm hard on these kids. But, they but that's love. So I care. Yeah, and I tell them that all day. Like, what I've also noticed, too, is like, I'm hard on them, but when they go extra hard, I make, I really try to, like, boost that up. And, like, I tell them all the time, like, I'm not, I don't care if you screw up physically. 
It's the mental, the emotional side of it. Like you can't lose your cool. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't make, have brain farts on the base pass, and that's that's what I focus on because the errors are going to happen regardless. But yep. if you berate them for their errors, then they're going to make another one. But if you let them know it's okay to physically make a mistake, they can make that play relax, and they're more than likely going to be successful. And that's on the field and in life. You know, if they're not afraid to mess up, they're going to come to you like, "Hey, Coach Aaron, like it happened to me today at pops. This one kid lies all the time. This week, he came to, he he broke something." <laughs> And, and I watched him break it, but I wanted to see his reaction before I did anything. And he, he broke it. He came to, came to me and said, where's, where's your vacuum? Started handling the business. And I, was, and I was like, I'm so proud of you. He's like, why? I was like, because you, you're, you're growing. He's, this kid's eight years old. I was like, you owned your mistake. Mm-hmm. You don't lie to me anymore. You own it, and we work through it. Here's a dollar. Go buy some popsicles. Yeah. <laughs> to let them know, like, because when you reward the good behavior and the growth, they start to fiend for that feeling because yeah. there's no better feeling than a breakthrough. But if you don't acknowledge it and give them the love but you are quick to jump on their behind about everything they do wrong they're gonna all they do is get sneakier and try to hide and lie yep. more yeah yep. absolutely so it's 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 not hard like i have no education i'm dumb but i'm doing it and again it's working <laughs> yeah he's a commit first guy like yeah. Yeah. remember oh, yeah. he said he just he takes something and runs you yeah. know our motto's always been commit first yeah. and figure out the rest yeah, we'll and, figure it out. Yeah. and uh funny thing is like i said when when i went to him with the idea and he just started running with it and i'm like that's the best way to don't, do it yeah <laughs> don't don't hesitate to reach out to me man i'll help thinking like, and, and like, like yeah. i gotta prepare that's, that's an excuse too <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Not do something yeah. yeah oh it happens all the time yeah, yeah. Oh, i gotta do this this and this like okay well what are you waiting for yeah, yeah. let's go just roll and that's just like it sucks too because on the other side of the coin is I've lost a lot of friends because of that mindset, mm-hmm. but and like it's no hard feelings. But I'm going like, especially like my transplants has given me such a perspective. Like I'm on borrowed time. My clock, I mean, all of our clocks are ticking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really got to see that. Like and like, especially like he saw that. Like I don't know how much longer I have here. None of us do. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, everyone in my life thought I was dead. Like they literally pushed me in the hospital and like they and they didn't think they were going to see me again. Mm-hmm. Jokes on them. I'm still here, yeah. and I'm still just as obnoxious as I was before. <laughs> but now, like, I have such a drive and a passion to just be great for for not for me. I'm like, I don't know if you guys knew me when I was younger, but I was pretty selfish, and I was a jerk. Well, no, I was a jerk, <laughs> but I only cared about me, and and that was it. Now I care about myself. I love myself, but I don't. My success and my happiness comes from like helping others grow. Like, we we're at the Redskins game a couple nights ago, and this guy came up asking for money for these kids everyone else in my group who makes way more money than i do was like nah man go ahead get somewhere i have 60 bucks in my wallet i gave him 60 bucks and like what is wrong with you i was like he's like what if he's lying i was like i don't care if he's lying that's on him Mm -hmm. he said he's helping kids i'm all about that here's that 60 bucks i didn't need that 60 bucks i'll get 60 more bucks but those kids could use it they're kids in dc and if he's lying between him and god did they really say get somewhere yeah (laughs) (laughs) they are gone get (laughs) get out of here i'm like oh chill like what's it like why like why like, like, yeah. people make a conscious decision to be rude and i used to be that way we don't have to be rude no. you can like just show love and if you don't if someone doesn't line up with you like no hard feelings yeah, just, yeah. You know, live without them like you, i don't get it <laughs> and that's yeah. with everything like just, too much energy yeah literally like yeah. i have no time like, and that's what like i just bop around like spongebob squarepants now <laughs> and people think i'm nuts but i'm like I, I don't get sad i don't get mad because i'm not feeding that energy like and my life has improved my health is better they think i should be on all these medicines and they can't figure out why i'm so healthy and i swear it's because 
I don't let my emotions control mindset. me on the negative side. Like my brain mm-hmm. is powerful. And like, especially like all the meds I'm on, like my blood pressure should be through the roof. And I'm like, nah, like I can manage this. Like, give me a chance. So they send me home with a blood pressure cuff that's like has Wi-Fi in it. So they could check. Like I have to, if I don't check it, I get yelled at. <laughs> One time knucklehead over here thought it'd be a good idea for him to check it. And a 12 year old's blood pressure is way different. Blood pressure is way different than a 38 year old's. Two minutes later, my doctors are calling panicking. You need to get to the hospital. Your blood pressure's through the roof. I'm like, chill. That was my son. Sorry about that. Let me check mine. And I check it, 120 over 80. Wow. Always. Like, wow. it's just perfect. Like, it's because I really think it's just the power of our minds. And I'm sure you, I mean, you're, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. You've got a pretty strong mind. I don't know much yeah. about you, so no disrespect. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But I know him. Like, I know yeah. how, like, it's. Well, and it seems to me, Aaron, I think there's, when you're, when you're faced with, certain things in life and it sounds like you've been through quite a bit you can go in either direction yeah. you, you can use that you've talked about this already you can use that as, a, as an excuse and it can be the reason that you can't do anything mm-hmm. but it seems to me and i i didn't know you intimately I, I i know you played basketball at perryville and you were a great athlete and we played flag football with jimmy d and all those guys oh, yeah, good times. i forgot you were on that team so yeah, yeah, my brain's yeah. Mush. <laughs> yeah but uh it seems like you have not only used that those things that seem you used the word trauma, very traumatic, and have used them to change the course of your own life, but other people's lives too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's extremely powerful because most people are gonna go the other way. Most yeah. people are gonna use all of those things that happened to you as an excuse not to do something, as an excuse why you can't do something. And you're a great example of you doing the exact opposite. Oh, and I think you. that's profound. Yeah, it's, uh, and like. I, I, People come to me a lot with their complaints, and I'm just like, no matter how much you try to validate an excuse, still an excuse. And like you said, I could easily sit around and do nothing for the rest of my life, and no one would bat an eyelash. They totally understand. Yep. But what's that going to do for me? I'm going to sit there miserable, sad, and depressed. Mm-hmm. What do I love doing? Hanging out with kids, playing sports. So that's what I do. Yeah. And that's I, why I reach out to him because that's what I love. Yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's why I'm. It's what I, I said. Know. I was envious, man. Envious. Like I like these past two weeks. I, I swear I got Kobe Bryant's liver <laughs> because I'm not, I don't like getting out of bed, but these past few weeks, my alarm, I don't have to be at pops until eight. So I set my alarm for seven 30 because I'm the typical dude, wash your face, brush your teeth out the Ow. door. I wake up at 4 AM ready to go just naturally. And like, to me, that's not me. Yeah. I don't know where your guys face lies, but that's coming from someone above. Some yeah. people would say, God, I'm gonna go with Kobe, <laughs> but it, like for real, like it's just like I'm saying God. Yeah, God, God, like God's got me. Like I, and like in my second transplant, I had two outer body experiences, and like my niece was there who passed at 16, and she aged mm. appropriately, and she told me, you know, she's like, because my sister's been in a really sad spot since then. She's like, tell my mom I'm okay. The only thing that upsets me is the way she's living her life. So. And then and like God told me, and God gave me this option. He said, Aaron, he's like, you can come home now. You can come be here with us, and you'll never have to worry again. But I'm not finished with you yet. And so he gave me the option. I said, I want to go back. I woke up from a coma that I was in for nine days and started wow. writing about Pops. I called my sister, and I said, Sissy, because I call her Sissy, even though I'm a grown-up. She has a real <laughs> name, but I don't even know what it is. She's Sissy. <laughs> um, and I said, Sissy, I talked to Jasmine. She just wants you to be happy. And she, she, was, she probably thought I was nuts, but she was like, she started crying. She's like, okay, Aaron, I will. And then my sister starts, she's going to concerts now. She's got a, she still gets sad, but mm. you're not supposed to bury your kid. So I get it. But her life has improved. And so many people try to discredit these out of body experiences. Like, oh, it's just a med you're on. It's just that. And like, you can think that if you want. Don't take this from me. 
And because so many people are like, oh, God doesn't just talk to people. He doesn't, he's not going to see you. You're not going to see him. That's not for him. I was like, that's what you think, right? Mm-hmm. Don't push your views onto me because yeah. I'm not pushing my views onto you. But it's, it's given me such a powerful feeling. Like I wake up ready to go because I'm not, I don't, I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm doing what God wants me to do. Yeah. And that is a purpose that we all have. We just got to be willing to find it. We have to I get over ourselves. We have to stop being this negative in this world. It makes me so sad to see it. Me too. It drives me nuts because these people are so lost. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to find God. Find yourself. Yeah. But there are, people are afraid to be real with themselves. And that's when my life got better because I started being real with me. There's no secrets. There's no hiding. Mm-hmm. I am who I am. You either like it or you don't. It's not my problem to worry about it because I got goals. And if you're not with me, you're not against me. But if you step against me then i will go through you because you're not going to stop me and like i take the mindset that i had as an athlete to what i'm doing now and like i really feel like i'm invincible mm-hmm. i mean i know i'm not like i'm pretty soft actually <laughs> but like my mind like nothing can throw me off from what i'm doing and that's yeah. like and, but and now like with people like jason and all these other people that get involved like we move together and i say like we don't walk like there's no leader and followers and i, I, I don't want to be a boss like we lead together like and I, I use the analogy, like, you know, if you're walking in a line and there's a sniper and you're in a line, shoot you in the head next, shoot you in the head, shoot you in the next. But if you walk together side by side, he's got to make a lot more adjustments. It's going to be a lot more harder for him to get you if you guys are walking together opposed to lined up. So that's why I say, like, we're hand in hand. We're going at this together. And we're, we're stronger that way. And there is no weak links. Like, we are equally, all equals. And we, but we all bring something different to the table. Like, you're unstoppable that way. But so many people just can't get out of their own way. Yeah. Well, and I think, stuff. yeah, w- w- you clearly have a purpose and other people feel a purpose. I mean, yeah. that that's why you have so much success and mm-hmm. uh, building such a great community is because you have a, a purpose and people can feel that. I mean, that's like a real thing. That's it's infectious. A, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's, yeah, like that's actually really, like, an energy I'm that is. I'm fired up absolutely. to, like, go right like, I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fired up, too. <laughs> I'm, ready. I know. I'm ready to go play baseball or do something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> We got roster spots on our over 30 team. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, over, over 40 team? Pointed him, yeah. No, you don't want to play over 40 baseball. The skill level at over 40 drops off significantly. Yeah. Over yeah. 30 is where it's at. It's yeah. it's sometimes competitive. Casey was yeah. playing over 30. He was yeah, I played for 30. a few years. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. We play in Hartford County now. We got Actually, playoffs start this week, and we play a team that's really good. Yeah. Okay. But um, actually, my cousin plays on a team. He pitched for UNC, and like he's he pitched for UNC. But he doesn't even crack the pitching roster on this team. Wow. Yeah, it sucks playing against him. Like, I don't think they've lost. Like, I've been playing in that year league for – I've been a part of it for eight years. I missed a few years when I was sick. But um, they haven't lost a game in the eight years they've been there. Goodness. But, yeah. That means they're due. The Buccos? I was going to say the team that me and Casey played for, they haven't lost since we left. Maybe maybe we were the problem. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know if you want to admit that, Jay. (laughs) But no, man, and that's why I say, like, Aaron just, you know, his attitude, you know, his presence is just infectious is one of the reasons I reached out to him. And it's cool he talked about a purpose, man, because it's sadly there's so many people in this world, and you guys know this, man, so many people just wander around and they don't find their purpose. And what what are they living for? They're living for, at least I know I have lived so much in my life for other people. 100%. You know? yeah. And then that just makes you sad right in your face. and yeah. depressed and everything because everything that you do is not really for you. It's for somebody else. And yeah. when you put expectations on other people, all they do is let you down. Yeah. I have no expectations for anyone, like, ever. And just don't get sad. Like, if you screw up, that's on you. Or if you don't, you know, do what you need to do, like you do. Like, we, like I have standards. Like, I'm not going to let anyone, like, disrespect me. But, like, At- until you show up and put in the work, I got no expectations. I mean, like, because... Yeah. 
people talk all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm let, doing it. Let me ask you something. So, <clears throat> um, you went through something that obviously, like, like you said, you felt like you, you know, you were done for, done for, right? Yeah. Like for, most people considered you out. You probably had thoughts in your mind of like, this could be it. Like for somebody that didn't have an experience like that, or hasn't went through something like that, or hasn't lost, like for me, it wasn't me personally, but losing my dad, who was my best friend mm-hmm. that gave me the perspective and I actually had a similar, like out of body experience. I've never really talked about, but, um, that like that experience to me just lifted all the, like the weight off of me, off mm-hmm. of my chest and the sadness I was feeling. Um, but for somebody who hasn't been through something that was traumatic or like was, they don't have that perspective. Like, how do they find that? Like, what's, what's your thought on that? Um, it's hard because we, it's easy to get lost in your own bull crap. Um, but it, it comes from, I don't, I don't even really know where it comes from. Like through all these years of, of the things I've went through with over the last, last eight years, I never thought I was going to die. But there was plenty of times where I called my girlfriend, Allie, and I was like, I want to die. I'm sick of doing this. Hmm. But it really just came from, like, it, it came from God. Like, I, and, like, I don't go to church. I don't really pump religion. I don't, like, I, but it, it came from God. Like, it, he, he, he gave me the purpose. And it's, you have to find something to live for beyond you. Yep, 100%. And, and truly believe that every, well, you don't even have to believe it. You have to know everything here is temporary. Everything. So what matters? And to me, what matters is how long are people going to know who Aaron Roussel is when I'm not here anymore? Mm-hmm. I want to leave a legacy. Maybe that's my ego. Maybe that's selfish. But my legacy isn't money. Because if I leave these kids $10 million, they spend $10 million and they forget me. But if I leave Pops Culture, if I leave Bro Baseball, it could last forever. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that matters. And yeah. that, I think that's what a lot of people get lost in the rat race. And like... Don't let your job be your identity. There's so many people who, you know, they introduce themselves. Hey, I'm I'm so-and-so. I'm an electrician. You're a lot more than an electrician. Mm -hmm. Why is that the first thing you do? Yeah. Like, and that's, I think that's a lot of people, they don't do enough things for themselves that they love. They do things that they have to so they can buy things and check off all the boxes. We're not designed to check off boxes. We are designed to love each other. What to think about with kids? Kids don't know what hate is. Kids don't know what money is. They don't know what anything is. They wake up and they know what love is. They wake mm-hmm. up and they smile and they 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 recognize your voice before as soon as they come out. They know who mom. They know not know who mom and dad are, but they know the sounds. They know the voices. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's why I'm drawn to kids is because it's pure. It's love. Adults usually have ulterior motives, and I see that every day with pops. Mm-hmm. And I and it doesn't turn me away from helping them, but I've noticed like. People are a lot more eager to help me when they can benefit what I'm do from what I'm doing, and that's fine. I know that's human nature, and no ill feelings towards anyone who does that, especially because I've had close friends who do that. Because pops isn't always in the front of their mind until they need it, but for me, it's always in the front of my mind because it's my baby, it's my life, and it could be everyone. And it's just it's it's a culture of love that I I just wish everyone could feel. Yeah, it seems pure. You use that word, pure, talking about kids. And that's, I don't, never been to Pops, just seen kind of what you do uh, on social media and whatnot. And that's that's a word that I would use to describe it. Like, it it feels like there's no agenda here. Mm-mm. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like, and I think intent matters. And I think 
it seems to me that you have very good intentions about what you're doing. Oh, and so that's, that's what I make my moves. Like, I have no plan, but I have the intentions. I have an idea of where I think these kids need. And no disrespect to our education system, I think it sucks. I think it's designed to teach kids to be employees. Mm-hmm. Why do these kids buck the system? We're born to create, be individuals, and be imaginative. What, what adults still use their imaginations? What adults are still creating anything on their own? You give a kid a stick and he can turn it into anything. You give, I give you a stick, no disrespect. What is it going to be? A stick. Mm -hmm. Because someone told you it's a stick. Right. Who's to say that person was right? Nobody really knows. That stick can be anything you want it to be. Yeah. And that's as corny as that is, that helps. Like you, and that's why I tell the kids, like you don't, like anything can be anything you want it to be. Don't put yourself in a box. Go use your imagination. That's the kids that shine the most at Pops or the kids that suck at school because I let them be kids. I let them be do their own thing. I don't, I'm not trying, like, and I tell, like, I, I mean, I say this to parents too. I don't want to do anything. The kids go out there on the turf. I stay over here and chill and sit on the computer and work on my websites and work on other things. I intervene when they argue or when they're whining and complaining. I cut that out quick and mm-hmm. I let them know, like, guys, we're, like, we don't argue. We don't, we're not complaining, you know? And then when they, they always complain because, the ones who are good at sports, like Squirrely Dan back there spinning in circles, <laughs> they like all the best players want to be on the same team when they first start. I'm like, guys, like, no, we're not doing that because they avoid challenges because mm-hmm. that's what society's teaching them to do. When things get hard, they don't want to do it. So it's like it'll be the best players versus the worst players, and then everyone's complaining, that's not fair, that's not fair. And then the first, I don't even get up anymore. I just yell, life's not fair, just be better. Mm-hmm. And because that's what it is. Like, nothing's ever going to be fair. Exactly. And like, like, so there is no purpose, there is no plan. But like you said, there's an intent. I want these kids to keep being kids as long as they can because I truly believe that's what kept me alive. My mind never stopped working when my body quit because I am childish. Mm. And if you read the Bible, which I don't because it's boring and it's worded funny, but I know it says a lot of times, <laughs> be like a child. Yeah. Do things that kids do. Watch kids. Kids don't hate. Kids don't do anything but be kids. And like, it's, like I said, you know, give them more. Like, they don't even know what this is until we show them. And then mm-hmm. it rots their brain and we become so distracted. Like, use your imagination. Yeah. Let, let your phone be whatever you want to be. Turn it into a rock and skip that thing in the river so you never see it again. <laughs> I can't do that because I love my phone. And I, it's, it literally runs everything that I do. So it's, it's a necessary evil. And I teach these kids to find the balance. Utilize your resources. Use your phone as a tool to get better at whatever you love because you can create everything you want with that. And like the athletes, you know, instead of just scrolling mindless TikTok, scroll things is going to make you better. And I tell them all the time, what you do with your free time says a lot about you. And if you're sitting there wasting your time, then that's, you know, you're not, you're not really going to get to your goals. But yeah. if you stay young, stay creative and keep imagining, keep dreaming and manifesting what you want, you may not become that pro baseball player, but you could find, you could, you know, work your way up through the ranks and find another way to be a part of baseball mm-hmm. or, you know, even when I was young in high school, I wanted to be an NBA star and then open up a facility and have my own indoor basketball court. Mm-hmm. Never made it to the NBA. Got an indoor basketball court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's you know, awesome. There's different ways yeah. to the dream. And, you know, when I went to Spain to play basketball in the transplant games, I had an opportunity to play pro basketball in Scotland. A guy said, hey, man, you're really good. You got a lot left in the tank. He's like, you ever think about playing in Scotland? Because these three players on Great Britain, they play in our Scotland Pro League. He's like, you can make $40,000 playing basketball. I was like, no, nah, I'm cool. And I went home to my family. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a pro athlete anymore. And thinking back, like, I, it was never going to happen. But God took me where I wanted to be anyway because he's got me. 
Hmm. So why worry when you know God's got you? Like, what yeah. is there to worry about? Like, I check my bank account and I get sad because I can't go buy Starbucks. I can't buy this. But then I'm like, oh, well, I'll make my own coffee. I don't need a coffee today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, we've become so money-centric and money-focused. And that's like everyone's out chasing their bag. I don't need a bag. I just need God. I'm cool. Yeah. That's all I need. God, give me God, AJ, my daughters, sometimes his mom. It's like, I love you, Alan. <laughs> but it's just like, it. you need, you surround yourself with like-minded people, good people, and... Keep it simple. Yeah, and life is beautiful, like, especially where we live, man. We mm-hmm. live in a, such a beautiful place. I've lived in upstate New York. I've lived in Florida. I wouldn't mind going back to Florida. <laughs> but I, yeah, just because I could play baseball all the time. You're right. But this place is incredible. Mm-hmm. But so many people get lost in, oh, there's crackheads everywhere. There's this, there's that. They don't bother you. If someone's going to rob you, they're going to rob you, but they haven't yet. And I truly believe, knock on wood, it's because I'm, I don't do anything negative. Like, I just put out good. And if we just focus on the good, and maybe even, actually someone stole Adrian's bike last summer. I don't care. They're just things. And we get so obsessive. Like, most people, mm-hmm. like, if someone someone else gets their bike stolen, it's going to be on Facebook. Oh, some jerk stole my bike. I'll oh, find this bike. To the guy who stole my kid's bike. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Say, that's so dumb. <laughs> like, oh, you sound stupid to me. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Like if he, like the boy, I don't even know if he knows how to ride a bike. But he's had three of them. <laughs> can you ride a bike? No, he, he says can. he can. He says he can. But it's the thing. Like we, what can I do? What'd you say? I wouldn't rather Well, lock it up. <laughs> but what can you like? What could I do if someone comes in my house and robs me? Be mad. What's that going to do for me? Yeah, I'm still going to have to get new stuff. And I had a really wild experience recent, like last year. So I have a friend who got shot. And he was, I went and visited him in the hospital and he seemed like he was in a really good place. He came home, he was not in a good place. He went right mm-hmm. back to doing things he was doing, selling drugs, wanting to kill the person who shot him. He came to my house one night angry, like real mad. And to the point where I was a little concerned for my life. But I never got mad at him. I said, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do and what feels right. But this ain't you. You're not this angry person. You're not this hateful person. And if you think I had something to do with you getting shot, handle it the way you feel you need to. But you know I'm not about that street life. And you know if you want to do good, you got a home here at Pops. And I would, like, you had, he, he has such a good story because he's been to prison. He sold drugs. He got shot hmm. doing crime. And they, these kids need to hear his story. And I, I wish him nothing the best. And if he came to me, I think he's in prison again now, so I'm safe for now. Hmm. But um, if, if he got straight... I'd welcome with open arms, even though I was concerned that he was going to, like, he was talking like he was ready to take my life. But I was willing to forgive him in that moment because what is it going to, what could I have done? Yeah, harboring that negative stuff, what does it do for you? It just makes you mad and miserable and you hate the world. Yeah. Yep. Burns you up inside. Yeah, and everybody's capable of that. They just got to get out of their way. Yep. But it's easier to be mad and sad. Well, that would be good for him to tell a story. That's kind of the reason the three of us Mm -hmm. talk so much about the decisions we've made in the past, right? Oh, yeah. So the ones that have been through it, man, you, when you have a story to tell, don't hold back. Got to share your story. Even if it's one, you change the life of one person, man. That's one yeah. person that you can help out. That's 100%. like even touching back on what you said, how you had your out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be cool to just hear about it. Like, I love hearing people that have felt things like that because yeah. there's not a lot of us out there. And it's it's powerful, man. Don't be ever, you should never be afraid to share something that's on your heart yeah. because you just don't know who's listening. And I don't know if you guys are all Facebook friends with me, but... I go on ranch all the time about things that are very real. And like, I love having tough, difficult conversations because that's how we grow. Mm-hmm. Stop avoiding confrontation. hundred yeah. percent, man. Give me all the smoke. hundred yeah. percent. Because like, it's actually, I don't even want smoke. I want the fire. 
Like that's where it's hot. Like that's like we got to go through it. We yeah. got to stop running from it. Yeah, that's funny. Remember in business, Casey, we used to talk about that all the time. Confrontation. Mm-hmm. People, it's a, it's a negative word, right? But when you confront somebody, like you know, it doesn't have to be like this big blow up or anything like that. It can be just you know, critis- constructive criticism or doing problem whatever. solving. And yeah. it's funny because today I read an article um, written by um, a baseball coach, you know, in the Midwest or whatever, and he was talking about the same thing. And he used that word confrontation. He's like, you need to start confronting your teammates about certain yeah. habits that they're doing, and it's made a hundred percent. That's a big one yeah. too for young athletes yeah. because. They're so afraid to hold each other accountable. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But, I, like, if, if you – like, AJ's had his all-star team, they're 11, 12-year-olds, and their coaches didn't really have to coach a lot because they were doing it themselves. The kid would come in crying, and AJ and the other leaders on the team were like, oh, like, suck it up, we got a game to win. And they did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's – as a coach, like, you have to teach your players to self-monitor and hold each other accountable if you really want your team to do well. And, like, not to toot our own horn, but one of our bro baseball teams that we just threw together for fun – we played in two tournaments that everyone thought we were going to get smacked in. We ended up in second place because the way we coach. Like, we make these kids be accountable. We don't cut them any slack. The parents get mad at us for it. But I'm like, I don't care. Like, And that's why I try to keep my fees and everything low because when people pay for something, they feel like you owe them something. Mm. But with Pops, if you don't have to give me any money, but I'm going to do it my way because maybe it's my ego, but I think my way is the best way. And the proof's in the pudding, man. These kids are shining. Like, to the point – I got offered a job to be the head school counselor at West Nottingham Academy, which is a job that you need a license, all kinds of degrees. I got nothing <laughs> but me. And, like, I'm getting invited to IEP meetings at schools now. That they like the, the parents want me there. The counselors want me there. But the higher-ups say no because I don't I don't check enough boxes. Right. But I'm not. Well, that's a problem. That, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that is a qualification. Yeah. To a point. And that's what stinks is, like, I, got, I don't have a Ph.D., but I got a PhD in life, mm-hmm. yeah. and like, but because I don't have the letters by my name, no one really respects my opinion. So, I don't need your respect. So just I'm keep just doing what you're it. doing. Yep. I appreciate yeah. it. Experiences yeah. are better anyway, right? By yeah, far. I know plenty yeah. of teachers with PhDs that are terrible at what they do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, right. It doesn't qualify you. You know, no. school does not qualify you to no. be a good leader. You know, to do the right thing for kids. And I just. Uh, yeah, I appreciate everything you're doing because you're you're truly making a difference, and and you guys too. All of all of you know, I'll say us. I feel like I'm making a difference too, but I feel like we're trying to you know we're making a difference in the community by, you know, being an example that we want to see, and you know, not um, just going along with you know the school route or you know whatever it is that you see around you. I talk about this all the time that if you see something around you you don't like, it's your responsibility to be the change you want to see. Yeah. And, that, and, you know, I could just see you doing that with this and just so many parallels of what we talk about, Jace, all the time with, you know, different guys like uh, the program that you're in and uh, like the campaigns, like people yep. that just they go in, they, they do what they uh, what they know they were like made to do, born to do. And then they get famous all of a sudden. And you see this uh, Instagram thing and it's like, man, I want to do that. But. They didn't do it to get famous on Instagram. They yeah. did it because that was their calling, their passion, mm-hmm. and then people saw that. And, and it they, was 10 years in the making. And then 10, and, 20 yeah. years goes by, and yeah. then you got this yep. guy that's like, he seems larger than life, but the people, they're just real, genuine, um, you know, pure. They have intentions not on getting rich, but on really making a difference, and that's mm-hmm. why they've lived this life for so long. And then, you know. And that's what I've noticed, too, is, like, the consistency of it. Like, even with this, like – You've probably started this podcast, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's not going to work. That's not going to be." It's like, who are? Why are you putting your limits on what you guys are doing? If you're consistent, 
it's gonna work. And yeah. like for like for me, like how you just said, how, like you feel like you're a part of something. You are now a part of Pops. You are now a part of Bro because you give me a platform to tell my story. And like yeah. words don't do any justice to like my appreciation of that. But I value real life experience and relationships and bonds more than anything. And I was laying in bed last night talking to Allie and like because I had a pretty cool conversation with a pretty big influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, man, Allie, like, this could be the one that really puts us on. And I was like, we could be rich. And I was like, you know what? I'll never be rich. I was like, because if I get a million dollars, I'm going to give it away. Like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> it's going to be gone yeah. because it, it's a, I can make a million dollar impact. Because right now, I think I got like 60 bucks. <laughs> so I'm making a $60 impact. <laughs> yeah. But that's my that's the best I can do. Dude, and I'm okay with yep. that. So many people, like if someone else was in my situation, they'd be panicked. Oh, my God, how am I going to pay this? Someone calls, hey, you need to pay your bill, you're behind. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm waste some, like I, what, what's, what's panicking about not being able to pay a bill going to do? How many people do you know freak out like in the, in the real estate world? Mm-hmm. How many times do you hear people? I don't know if I can afford my mortgage. I got to do this, this, and this. Okay, great. If you, it sucks. You may lose your house. Like a lot of people are, you know, a month away from being homeless. Mm-hmm. So keep that in the back of your mind. And obviously, you got to pay your bills and make ends meet. But if you if you put good in the world and if you create a good network, like if I lose my house. I'm not going to be homeless. I'm going to live with Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you can find yeah, but I have people that are going to, like, I mean, it, it's happened. Like, That's how like, I feel as times. well. Times, yeah. Like, I don't need a million dollars in my bank because I got a billion dollars in people. And yeah. Invest in each other. Yeah. I want to say, too, um, and maybe we can wrap up with this, but what Bradley always talks about, he tells people, you know, in these conversations, like, if, uh, <clears throat> If I were to give you, uh, you know, a million dollars, how would you feel? Or $10 million. And people are like, oh, that'd be amazing. And he's like, what if I said that you couldn't wake up tomorrow? Would you want the million? Would you want the 10 million? And they all say no. No, of course not. Are you kidding me? One day? And he's like, so why don't you wake up every single day? Like, I just gave you a, you know, a million dollars or $10 million or whatever your number is, because that's what you're getting. You're telling me that's worth more than the money, right? Yeah. And that's so what, live your what life I like went that. through. Absolutely. That's what my life has become. It's giving me that perspective. It's, I've had the million dollars and snatch and I saw how quick it goes away. So, yeah. I mean, that mindset yeah. is exactly what I get and I, I'm blessed by the best to have it. Yep. It's awesome, man. It's great, man. It's been awesome See, having didn't you. Didn't I tell you? I tell you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to run through a wall. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. I, I reached out to Casey. I'm like, dude, you got you to meet this dude, man. You got to meet him. So, it's just uh, being with Aaron, man. It's just, uh, I've visited Pops a couple times. Yeah. Uh, it's great. And he, he, he does. He sits there, works, the kids come over. Hey, man, you guys figure it out. You got to figure it out. Right? Yeah. And that's talking about experiences, right? When you start experiencing things at a younger age and, and start problem solving at a younger age they literally have no and idea. not having your parents do stuff for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just you're going to grow oh, up and you're parents. just going to know how to react, <laughs> right? I bet uh, you I say 10 times a day, I'm using my brain. You got to use your own because <laughs> they don't want to think for it. Like I literally had a kid walk up to me today. Coach Aaron, where's the charger for the switch? And I'm, I lose my mind with that. But like, what are you doing? Go look for it. I'm not going to look for it for you. <laughs> what do you think this is? Yeah. And because they know, they go to mom or dad and like, where's this? Oh, I'll get it for you. No, like we're not going to be here forever. And that's another, like, he saw that. And like, that's why we're like, we're super tight. But at the same time, like, and I'm almost in like hurry up mode to prepare him for life. But it allow, it's, it's created such an awesome relationship because I know if I'm not here, He's good, mm-hmm. and fifty thousand other people got him. Yeah, that's what you want as a parent yeah. to know when when your time comes that your kids are going to be good without you. And like, obviously, he's going to be way better with me because I'm clearly incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but and they're going to be good people. Yeah, they they're not yeah. enough yeah. I don't got to worry about <laughs> yeah. you know someone shacking yeah. up with his mom who's a, a turd. 
Yeah. That's not ever going to fly because he's got 10,000 dads, and that's what it is. It's it's Pop's culture. Mm. We're all father figures, and that's just Pop's culture. It's another play on father figure because that name was taken. So I use Pop's <laughs> culture. And it, worked, it. it just, and it, I, I, can't, I can't take credit for that. That was God. Mm. I didn't do it. I'm yeah. just here. And this guy don't even read his Bible. Hey. Not, well, I tried. I got it through uh, the introduction. Hey. introduction Psalm, Psalm, Genesis. Psalm yes. 4610. Be still and know that I am God. Seems like you already have that down. This is the only. I read the ones on my that. arm. Yeah. <laughs> there you and you know it's crazy. And you never lose it. I got this at 18 and had no idea what it meant. It says, for a man falls seven times, he rises again. I have fell twice now. Keep getting up. Yeah. Keep coming back. So like, you can say you don't have to believe in God, but I do. Mm-hmm. And he's he's here. He's power. Like he like it's it's just everything just falls together. I'm not planning it. Like you said, it's the intent. It's, it's not my intent. intent. Well, and they know it too. When you start living a life where where you're trying to do good, and you and you you are good, things will just fall they into place for you. Man. It's just yeah. crazy. That karma is real. And you eliminate yep. some of the things that hold you back. Yeah, it's I know I eliminated a lot of things that held me back for years and years. So it's that universal intelligence, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the, it's when you put things out i mean that's what you get back yeah yep that's what you get back it's and sadly man i see it i see see people on facebook still to this day like they just you know not just i'm praying for the majority majority. yeah Yeah. dude and i'm like man i just hope i just hope they figure it out before it's too late it's like we got it we we have our algorithms online but we got to change our lifestyle algorithms yeah and that's what's been cool too like with my facebook algorithm I don't see no negativity. Mm-hmm. It's just like, a, it's a Same. lot. And the harsh reality of it too, of by not seeing any negativity, I don't see very many people's posts. I see, you know, Buddha's posts, Bob Marley posts yeah. over and over again, like ads and stuff like that. And like memes from pages that I would like because my algorithm's not negative. We've so I'm not going to see any friends negativity. Yep. I need to do that. I need to change that up. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, I don't know how to do that. I'm not, all, I'm not, I'm not tech savvy. You got to stop, stop clicking on the, yeah, uh, got, the no clickbait. The politic yeah. memes. It's all peace, love, and baseball on my thing. Yeah. yeah. You got to stop sending some of those memes that you've been sending. Yeah. yeah. yeah you are the meme king. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. this has been awesome, man. Aaron, it's great having you in. Jason, appreciate it. Um, where can people go to find and like just support Pops Culture, everything you're doing there? Everything you're doing with Pro Baseball? Uh, so Facebook is probably our biggest tool. Um, okay. That's where I post everything. And I I write a lot. Like, that's like my vice is writing. So I write blogs every morning. And it'll send you to my website, popsculture.org. And that's like you can, if you want to donate or just get volunteer. Really, the doors, like I literally leave the door open because I'm too cheap to turn the <laughs> AC on. The door's open. We're right on Bigs Highway coming in the rising sun. Like anytime you want, anyone wants to stop by, like stop by. Like I need adult interaction because these kids are... <laughs> they wear on it. Stop by, come Shoot out. Some hoops. But yeah, so I, uh, hit some VP. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. That's why I love when so, the other yep. people come play horse with these kids or wiffle ball. But yeah, brobaseball.com, okay. popsculture.org. Like we're all over the internet. B R O H. B R O H. And Bro Baseball <laughs> League will be starting up here soon. So just people awesome. reach out. With their, yeah, a week uh, after Labor Day. Fast paced baseball. Okay. Faster paced baseball. Baseball's so you, not boring. No, baseball is not boring. Baseball is everything. So. Maybe, it, maybe it'll bring me back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come play some bro baseball. Yeah. We could do an over 30 bro baseball. Yeah, there you go. That sounds fun. Go. I'd be in for that. Save the um, arms and just get a ton of reps yeah. in and see how much we really suck. Yeah. <laughs> as long as Jason uh, is pitching, yeah. I'll, I'm in. I make everybody feel good. <laughs> well, you've, you've never seen me swing. <laughs> so, But, yeah, thanks, guys, for having uh, us. No, I really, I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Like, yep, I, I value time more than anything. So the fact that you guys spent, I think you said a half an hour is what you want. I think we've been here for over an hour. Yeah. 
I it's appreciate been awesome. you. It's been great. It's Very yeah, powerful. I appreciate stuff. the message yeah. and everything. And just so you guys know, too, I actually um, just got in with a travel baseball, uh, local travel baseball team. A lot of people think travel baseball competes against uh, Little League, but I'm trying to get merge the two, basically, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. something going on with some kid, local kids. So cool. if anybody has any questions about that, they can always reach out to me or Aaron, too. So Awesome. Awesome. Right. Yeah, I appreciate so, you guys. It's been fun. Yep. That was so, awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you all.